It's your pal Siri. You have found the Ambiguously Blind Podcast, where we are challenging beliefs and revealing abilities that make people extraordinary. With your host, a guy that's great at hearing, but terrible at listening, John Grimes. Hey, 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 greetings. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in, subscribing, and supporting the podcast experience. We are going to hear from Billy Parker, who's with a company called Insight. That's N-S-I-T-E. And their motto is a vision for talent. It's a company that helps blind and visually impaired individuals uh, find employment, which seems like a guy we'd all like to hear from. Hey, Billy. Thanks for joining the Ambiguously Blind podcast. John, thanks. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. The Director of Strategic Partnerships at Insight. That sounds pretty fancy, Billy. It's it's not as fancy as you would think, uh, but... Um... You know, it gives me an opportunity to meet a lot of great people out there and work with a lot of great organizations and um, do things like what we're doing tonight with you, John. So it, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. A vision for talent is the uh, motto or the tagline for Insight. What can you tell me about Insight? So, John, you know, Insight is relatively new. We've been around about two years. Um, it's an extension of the National Industries for the Blind, which has been around over 80 years. But Insight uh, evolved about two years ago. And its real focus is to focus on innovation and in the training community and the really the recruitment and employment community as a whole for individuals who are blind. So NIB has a very large focus with the um, Ability One program, the federal government, all which is very great. But with that, it does limit some of their outreach. So Insight was created. We're our own nonprofit. Um, and put a lot of focus and emphasis on training and recruitment. And a primary objective is really be the continuum of the employment piece of the blindness community where, you know, a lot of organizations are out there uh, that are doing a lot of amazing things, but there are really not many, if any, who do it all. And Insight's really focused to be kind of that one-stop shop where individuals can go, as well as businesses, and, you know, go all the way through the recruiting piece, the training piece, the employment piece, and also the support piece once they reach the job or the employer could even work with us as they go through the job to make sure things are going to be successful with individuals. So that's our goal. We want to be the one-stop shop uh, for blindness employment. Okay. So who is the target? You mentioned maybe blind or visually impaired people, but you also said you work with companies too. So is it there's, who's who? Who's the target? Who are you guys looking for? Sure, that's a great, great question, John. Our primary target, and you know, I would say our customer and number one consumer, and, and focus is uh, is really the, the blindness community itself. So our focus is really to make sure there are resources out there, um, advanced training, um, job support, you know, anything that's needed uh, to go to the next level for the individual. So that's our primary focus and objective is to make sure those things are there. But at the end of the day, we do all those things for one primary reason, and that's for employment. So we also have to focus, you know, on the businesses that are out there that could support this. Um, in Fortune 500 companies, we do a lot of work with, you know, still do work with the federal government, but really having to make that connection between not only the training and support, but making sure the employer has everything they need to make sure it's going to be a really an effective um, hire when they come on board. And is that kind of what you do as a strategic partnership guy? It, it is. Uh, wear a lot of hats. And uh, 
you know, but, but what I say really, John, what I do, it, it's really simple. I connect the dots. I mean, uh, I try to explain to my kids, you know, kind of what I do because it, it's a little confusing and I really keep it simple and say, listen, I, I really connect the dots, you know, between these communities and, and, and then ultimately try to get individual jobs um, that they want to do, you know, really kind of provide that opportunity. And they're put in the work. We're just trying to get them there. Um, so that's what we do. And so I guess Insight's kind of global, or at least in the United States, it's uh, insight.org, right, is website. And Insight is the letter N-S-I-T-E.org. That's correct. You got it. So, yeah, our, you know, we're definitely across the United States, so we're a national organization, but we are also international. We, we you know, obviously blindness doesn't limit itself to the United States. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, you well, know, I we, was kind of, I was just kind of speculating there as, as a global meaning on the internet, but it's, you're, you're worldwide too? We, we, we are, you know, we're not just focused in the United States. So we have partnerships and we're expanding relationships across the board. One of those great relationships we recently had was with a group called Social Talent. I was based out of Dublin, Ireland, and they have developed recruitment training and sourcing training that's really internationally known. So we collaborated with them and have individuals going through their training and then helping support them get jobs within the community. So and it's been a great partnership. And, you know, I'm still working the angle to try to get to Dublin, Ireland to meet these guys personally, but that hasn't panned out yet. But, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, but but they're very connected too, and, uh, you know, to the larger community. And in the day, you know, we're all kind of going through the same, you know, challenges and struggles when it comes to, you know, how do you get people employed, you know, the employer struggle, as well as the individual who's trying to get employed. So those, again, those lessons aren't limited here. So, you know, Canada, you know, is our neighbor, but, you know, that's been a great resource to work with as well. So we are definitely trying to go broader because, um, you know, with the technology, which we're not limited to the United States at this point. When you're talking with the, your partners, particularly like Fortune 500 or, or larger companies, what are generally their problems or their hangups about hiring people that are visually impaired? What? What do they normally say? Like we, they can't do that, or I didn't know they could do that, or we don't have the right resources, or we don't have the right. Is it is it all of those things? And you know, John, it's all of the above. Um, it's a great question, and you know, one reason it's great to kind of have insight is because you know a lot of times the companies don't feel comfortable asking those questions to the individual, and it and what happens is the tough questions don't get asked. And or they just hesitate and they just don't hire the individual because they they're a little well, I'm scared <laughs> kind of through the process of how it's going to go. Um, so we kind of come in to address those challenges. So back when I, I prior to come over to Insight and I used to be with uh, I worked with the Department of Labor for a while and their Office of Disability Employment Policy. And, and in that role, I had a chance to work with a lot of companies. Um, executives and companies and have really candid conversations with them about why, you know, we weren't seeing more individuals. And that was disabilities as a whole we were looking at through those conversations. And I was really surprised because a lot of individuals think it's, you know, it's they just don't want to work with individuals with disabilities and so on. That really wasn't what we we're finding. What we we're finding is just a lack of education and knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a business especially a for-profit company where they want to hire the best individual. And believe me, I've been working in the blindness community for a long time. The talent level is incredible. 
and they know that. Uh, so, you know, it's an untapped resource. They just don't know how to tap that resource. Uh, and once we kind of come into play and work, you know, to, again, connect those dots, that's when things begin to happen. So, you know, it, it's, it's, again, all the above, but it's a little bit of fear and just lack of understanding what to do um, when bringing on an individual uh, in these roles. And that's from the corporate side, kind of what you just described. But I think you could probably also say the same thing from the the applicant or the individual, the blind individual side, where they don't really know when to bring these things up or okay. how to bring them up. And they don't know, you know, like as soon as I bring, as soon as I say something like this or allude to this kind of thing, then all of a sudden the, the interview's over or I'm not getting right. a call back. So yeah. you've got to work with both sides there to educate really both, both parts of the equation there to make sure everybody understands. And you guys do that as well, I presume. We do. Um, so we have a support piece. Again, it's, it's really kind of the continuum of the process, but we have one staff member who's dedicated to really supporting each individual one-on-one through their whole journey with Insight, beginning to end. Um, and then we have all the supporting resources that come into that. But that is part of that conversation, John. You're absolutely right, because everyone's very different. You know, I mean, there's not one size fits all. Um, as you know, I mean, there's different levels of vision. Some people can can hide it uh, to a point where they can interview and go through the process, and and they ne- no one has a clue they're they're legally blind. Yeah, we tell we call those people ambiguously blind. Right. right. Yeah, there, there you go. And I love the title <laughs> of the podcast, by the way. But you know, it, you know, it, it's interesting because to be quite honest with you, when I first came over to to um, work with NIB National Institute for the Blind first before coming over to Insight. And it was a lot of misperception. So one thing that drove me nuts, most of the individuals I was working with were individuals, most people wouldn't have a clue were illegally blind. But then everything you see everywhere else, and even businesses and everyone else, expects the person to walk in with glasses, a cane, and a guide dog. <laughs> Which, you know, as you know, no, yeah. you know, you're That's the no stereotypical, one blind sure. going to do all three, right? right. Like um, but it was just kind of that image. So when we would go in and talk to businesses and, and kind of work with those individuals, it was kind of breaking those perceptions down and kind of explaining kind of what that was. But I've also had a lot of really, you know, very candid conversations with individuals who are in that boat as applying for a job. And it, it's been a very real thing when they do share they're blind, all of a sudden the job falls through and it you have to wonder why, and, you know. Um, and I do, I go back to that kind of fear of life education. When they're on their own doing that, uh, that, that seems to be something that could occur. That's kind of where we come in, where we can work with the business. So they are prepared for these questions up front and we can address them. Um, instead of them getting scared and maybe just, you know, going the other direction. And so that really helps kind of in that situation. I, I can I, see where that would be really key. It's almost like an agent or uh, some some sort of intermediary that can. It, it is. I, John, that's a really, actually a really cool way to explain it. It's And what we don't want, we're not, I want to be really careful kind of how, how I position this. We're not there to, you know, speak for the individual or any of that. The individual is the individual. They're professional. You know, they can do all those things. We're there to just address some tough questions that need to be handled that are a bit, 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 bit awkward, sure. um, kind of an intermediary a bit sometimes that, you know, you would come in and, and in the day, what we, and I've seen it happen a lot. I've been doing this for a while. What drives me crazy. You see the level of effort being made on both sides. 
you know, everyone's trying to increase. They, it's a lot of, you know, well-intentioned individuals out there and they are putting in the work, but you see the individuals would get hired. You know, there's a lot of great job boards and stuff, but here, post a resume, then the company posts a job and, and then the, the company will hire the individual and, and it's great. And everybody kind of claps their hands and they all walk away. In the day, the individual sitting in front of a computer, the, the company doesn't know anything about JAWS or how it works or maybe if they need JAWS. Oh, and by the way, it, it's not accessible with the system they need to be working with in the company. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's going to be the case like very often. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's the last thing I want to have happen because now you've got to solve a situation, you know, in the middle of everything. And, and this is not fair to anyone, especially the, the individual on the job. So we, we come in and address those things up front. So, for example, if, you know, if an individual is going to get the job and we're already working with a company, then those are things we ask. You know, what are your systems? We can even evaluate them, you know, for accessibility going in just to make sure everything's going to work smoothly before they're hired. Um, if the simple suggestions get them correct, we can do that. Um, even advising on what assistive technology they're going to probably need. Because as you know, there's a big misperception of how much it's going to cost to hire someone blind, right? You know, I think they're thinking huge amounts of money and it's usually not over $5,000. That's it. You know, it's a very, it's, it's a pretty small cost. Um, but we have to kind of share that and work with them too on, on what that's going to look like. And also even explaining what JAWS is. Um, you know, I remember the first time I was introduced to it and it just blew my mind. You know, I, I had never seen it before. And, and, um, and most of these businesses have never been exposed to it. So once you kind of show it to them and how it works, it, it changes everything. Because now you've addressed that question, how someone blind going to be able to do this job? And, and, and now you start having that conversation moving forward. So that's been a real bonus. Um, that's something we can share. Yeah, the education piece there, I think, is is really critical. And your experience working with uh, on both sides with the the companies and the individuals applying, have have you seen progress being made? I, you know, I have. To, to be honest with you, you know, it, I mean, it gets frustrating at times, but I absolutely have seen progress. And one of the biggest things for that, um, John, I, I think, is the technology. It it's I know it's the technology. It's it's changed so much just in the thirteen years I've been doing this. Now, jobs that weren't accessible, you know, at one time are, you know, there's remote possibilities and the technology's improved and um, there are ways to navigate things that weren't available before. So it, it's leveled the playing field a, a good bit. Um, I think the companies are, you know, more open to that educational piece of what it's going to take to make sure that the individual is going to have what they need. So it's improving. Boy, we got a long ways to go, <laughs> uh, but it is trending toward the right direction. Um, I would say it's technology. I would say millennials get beat up on pretty, pretty hard, two different things for many reasons. But one of the things I would say about millennials and particularly millennials with disabilities, they really take, you know, they step up and they really kind of ask for what they need and they should have. And that's been a good thing, um, you know, making sure they're told, oh, you shouldn't major in that because <laughs> it's going to be hard for you to navigate. And they say, no, I'm going to major in that. And they do. And it's really improving the whole outlook across the board. So, you know, it's 
I see those things transitioning in the right way, but boy, we, we, we still have a long ways to go. <laughs> yeah, we certainly do. But I think you're right about technology. It's, it's definitely a game changing element in the equation, but also going on too, without getting in the political weeds here, inclusion and diversity are, are, are certainly buzzwords now and, and people use them, but I feel like we don't really have a good handle on what diversity and inclusion really means, yeah. or it means something different uh, to each person. And it seems like the disability community in general, uh, and then in course, in particular, the vision impaired community isn't really on the list sometimes of inclusion. Yeah, I, um, I think you really hit on something very important there. And it's something I deal with every day uh, as part of working. You know, one of, one of the groups I, and I reach out to a lot of these businesses and really one of the touch points is their diversity, um, you know, talent acquisitions and diversity departments and working with that, those teams and making sure they understand that a disability has a pretty large seat at the table. And you're right, that really hasn't been part of the conversation to the last, I'd say, few years. Um, it just kind of had a separate category entirely. Now, slowly, but, but surely, starting to get us maybe at least a seat at the table. Um, and that's disability as a whole. You know, then you kind of get into the different levels of disability and the blindness piece. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a small category, but it's beginning to be recognized because we have to point it out. Because, you know, I, I always say, you know, listen, disabilities don't discriminate. Uh, blindness doesn't discriminate. You know, if, if anything is going to be diverse, it's, it's the disability, right? I mean, yeah. if you're, it's just a naturally diverse group of individuals to work with. So, you know, that just kind of checks a lot of boxes out of the gate. So I'm starting to see that group open up more to that. Um, but the community has to continue to make sure they speak up and make sure they are represented as in, in those groups of um, underrepresented individuals in those businesses. Several episodes ago, we had uh, Steph McCoy. Uh, she is, she's incredible. She works, um, she has a group called Bold Blind Beauty and mm. she, she gets a lot of people together and, and is a champion for uh, most often women in, uh, in blindness, but men too. Wow. When I was talking with her, she said something that I thought was really interesting. She said that you know, disability community is really the only community that people can in in their life become part of, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying anything about any race things or right. gender things or sexuality, all that stuff is fine. Yeah. But generally speaking, you know, in, in my particular case, um, I was not disabled. And then one day I was, right. And so anybody can be disabled really at any time. So it's, it's a really large group of people and like you said, also, it, it's very diverse because it, it does not, it doesn't matter who or where you are, how much money you got, you can still be, these things can still happen and still need to be, be, uh, be represented. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of walk me through the process, Billy. Let's say I'm a, uh, a guy that's, I'm looking for a job. I'm, I'm in a job, but I, I want maybe something different yeah. or I feel a calling for something different or I want to, I want to do something better. I want to want to step up or go somewhere else and do something, what do I do with, uh, how do I do that with Insight? Great, great question. So there's a couple of different ways you can go. One thing we we definitely say, there's no one size fits all here. There's just not. <laughs> Everyone's different. Everyone has different skill sets. Everyone has different abilities. Everyone has different goals. So, you know, 
again, it, it's kind of that beginning to end process for us. So the first step is just reach out um, by going to our website. You can There's an info box. You can go in there and send us an email, contact us directly. That you're just interested in learning more and kind of do your homework on our webpage. We have designated team members who are focused um, to work with individuals with that initial email or call. And at that point, it's just having a really open, candid conversation of what do you want to do? You know, it's not about just getting a job. It's about what type of job do you want to do that fits your skills and your capability? That's the right fit. And then we really work hard to match those skill sets and opportunities with training programs we might have available. At this point, Insight continues to evolve and we build training that's really designed for the professional community. Um, for example, we do training in recruitment where people get recruitment certifications. We even, which includes a work experience with Bristol Myers Squibb, which is pretty cool. And we do contract management support to teach individuals how to work on government contracts and private sector contracts. We do IT training with advanced um, IT certifications. We're doing a lot of other kind of one-off programs that are designed to kind of find where their niche may be if they want to transition into a new career and need that additional training. Some of the candidates come in, maybe ready to go. And if that's the case, you know, we have a job board, which I'm super excited about that we rolled out. Um, if it's not the only, it's one of the only job boards that's only focused on individuals who are blind. Um, Insight Connect. Insight Connect, you can find that through our, our website. But Insight Connect is designed as a job board to connect the blindness community with employment opportunities. And part of that, which is unique, it's really kind of a uh, focus with those businesses. We know they're hiring and we know the jobs they're posting are jobs that are accessible for individuals who are blind. So we work directly with those companies before they even post jobs to make sure they're going to be a good fit for us. Uh, so it's, it's not a site that's going to have thousands of jobs, but the jobs they have available, the individuals can know they're going to be a potentially good fit for them. Um, and then, you know, they can really kind of go look on their own to see if there's a fit and then we'll coordinate with them through that process. The other thing I would say, John, that I think is really, really important um, that we found to be the case. Again, everyone's very different. Um, you know, I, everybody, you know, usually doesn't have the same path for when they lose their vision. Sometimes it's later in life. Sometimes it's early. I mean, it's different experiences. Some people are set in careers and all of a sudden it changes. And we deal a lot with that where someone has maybe even worked in, in a business. So obviously they have all the skill sets, but they can't just lose their vision, send their resume in the next week and jump right back into another job. There's obviously a lot of transition that needs to be done. One thing we developed and I'm really excited about is called Promote. It's a professional mastery of office technology for employment. Now that is a mouthful. Um, that's why we use the acronym Promote. But Promote is really unique because Promote was designed about five years ago uh, as part of kind of a need we were finding back with when I was with the National Industries for the Blind on we were finding individuals that had good resumes, um, looked like good fit for jobs, We'd work to get them placed and it would fall through. And even with the systems being accessible, we'd go back to the individual. No one was really focused on making sure those individuals had the right skills in their system technology using Microsoft programs in the office. It was a lot of let's prep them and okay, you can check your email, 
you can do some basic things with JAWS. You seem pretty good to go. We're slammed with other people. We've got to go on the next person. So the individual can do the day-to-day. They can check email. They can do a couple basic things. But then they get hired on the job. And guess what? More than likely, you're going to have to use Microsoft uh, programs. That's just what's the most professional environments. And it would be a struggle. Um, and the company is going to be expected to perform at a certain level when they come in. So it was a big gap. So we designed a four-week training program really focused on Microsoft type of training. And um, one of our AT instructors gets really upset with me. when I, if, if anyone calls it AT and training, gets upset because he's like, it's not AT training. It's Microsoft training using AT. Um, and so we teach you key commands, um, different things like that. And um, I know you're in Dallas, John. Um, one of the locations we work with is actually in Tyler, Texas, um, East Texas Lighthouse. And Tyler is one of five organizations we have, you know, doing the promote class. When this originally started, we were doing this on site. And uh, so we, we had people all over the country spending four weeks in Tyler, Texas. Wow. That's uh, that might be culture shock for some people. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I think that increased the population a bit. Uh, I mean, I've been to Tyler a few times. Great town. It's a great food. town. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's, you know, four weeks in Tyler is, you know, you know, it's, it's a long time, especially since the training. What was ironic about this right before the pandemic hit, they they uh, the trainer there figured a way to start doing the training remotely. Um, and I remember this call we had again, it was probably a month before the pandemic hit. And she said, listen, I've got this really cool thing. It's called um, Zoom. We can start doing these meetings on and nice. we can do all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, Zoom, that sounds pretty neat. You know, and here we are today. You know, everyone knows Zoom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's become something that's crucial to what we do. But we were ahead of things at that time. And um, so they were able to make this training you know, virtual. So at this point, we are able to do these four week trainings virtually um, for people all over the country. We have five locations, all ranging from the East Coast all the way to Texas doing this stuff. And um, it's really enhanced what we're seeing as productivity on the job. So as people go transition the job, they've been ready, job ready um, when they go in. And we've seen the success rate improve dramatically because uh, we we're addressing that gap um, moving forward on that. So that that's another area that I definitely want to talk about. You know, some people come in, they're ready to go. But, you know, a lot of times maybe you need additional training here or there. And it's it's not a no. It's a, hey, what, let's evaluate and see what you need next. And let's go in our bag of tricks in here in our resources and see what we're going to pull out to, to get you the help you're going to need. What if somebody doesn't know what they want to do or doesn't know what skills they have? Well, you know, that's that, that's questions we get quite a bit. You know, and I think a lot of us have been in that boat at some point of our life, right? Because I, I, I'm, I'm not sure what I want to do when I grow up. Still, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, you're pretty good at this podcast thing, so this is good. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I that happens a lot. And interesting, John. One thing I, I early on I found myself having to do a lot, which which is kind of a sad thing. But uh, most individuals would call me and say, "Hey, I want to um, on a plot of this job because we had certain training programs or jobs opening." Um, in certain areas. And um, I would say, okay, that's great. You know, okay, what's your background and stuff? And it wouldn't even be close to that background. And they were very skilled in other areas. And I would just say, listen, well, why do you want to do this job? And I said, well, it's a job and I need a job. And I get that. I mean, it was, it was a, a sense of desperation a bit of, hey, you guys have some, not really what I want to do, but I need a job. And I would kind of try to pivot the conversation back to, okay, let's, 
let's go back and look at your resume. Let's, what do you want to do? If, if everything's clear, what do you want to do? And then we would really have an open conversation and start pulling out the layers there. And um, because I, I mean, I'm a really big uh, believer and you need to enjoy what you do to have a passion for it to really be effective. And that's what what we do with individuals. It's kind of having a, a in-depth conversation. And a lot of it's not solved in one day. I was just talking to a gentleman today and I said, listen, this is going to be first of many conversations we're going to have. And um, it, it's just a process. So, you know, we will kind of have those conversations and eventually maybe introduce something they haven't even never thought about. When I say, hey, you want to be a recruiter. So, for example, we had an individual we, we work with out of uh, North Carolina. And that individual had, she worked in the restaurant business um, her entire life and all of a sudden lost her vision. Okay, well, that was tough to be in the in restaurant in business and kind of entertainment business without your vision. So she had to leave her job and she thought that was it. It's over. And we were working with her book rehab. And we do a lot of work rehab, book rehabs around the country. And they knew about our, our program training individuals to be sourcers and recruiters. And they said, listen, and they were thinking, hey, maybe her skills could translate here. You know, she works with people. And, she, and we, we kind of had a conversation and she enrolled in the program. And ended up being one of the best candidates we had, uh, including the training. She was so good, John. Uh, Insight actually hired her as a consultant after <laughs> to help us in our recruiting. Um, mm-hmm. But she would she she told me stuff I would have never thought about being a recruiter. You know, I would have never even considered it until this was kind of introduced to me. Um, and and that's kind of what we do. We try to put kind of other options, but those options have been well thought out. Of you know. Remote, these are those were remote positions. So she doesn't have to worry about transportation or relocating. Upper mobility is really good. The salary range is really good. Um, and their employment opportunities. Because we don't want to build programs where there are no jobs. Mm-hmm. So we want to be able to focus on where the jobs are in those type of situations. Well, we mentioned ambiguously blind earlier, and um it, it is a catchy name and it describes me. I, that's what I've been calling myself for a while. Yeah. The, uh, the idea here is to challenge beliefs and availabilities that make people extraordinary. And I feel like that's kind of what you've been talking about is, is mostly challenging yeah. beliefs and um, revealing abilities that, that some people may say makes people extraordinary. May, some of the people in the, in the blind individual player community may not consider themselves extraordinary, but it's kind of the, the idea. And it sounds to me like one of the kind of the, the functions that Insight is able to to perform for the vision pair community and for the, the companies that that need work too, because I mean that there's a lot of talent. I think you said earlier. And yeah. are are there companies in your experience that are seeking blind and visually impaired people? Are there niches for that kind of thing? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, a lot of the companies I work with, I mean, they they understand. I mean, again, they're looking for good employees, and they understand the blindness has kind of been untapped. Um, they may have hired other disabilities, but the blindness, you just didn't know how to really wrap their arms around it until we kind of sat down with them. And again, here's Jaws, and this is how this is going to work. Well, God, then all of a sudden, yeah, they, they're very open to that because they do they get it. I mean, they understand the different skill sets that, you know, again, it's unique skill sets that you may have as someone who's totally blind that someone's not going to have that are good skill sets to bring onto the job. Diversity is a good thing, right? Absolutely. It's a good thing. Sure. Um, so it, it is. And they get that. So, yeah, I, I we, we've worked with some companies. I've been really impressed with how open they've been to doing this. One of those companies is Bristol Myers Squibb. 
and they are super excited about what we've gone through with our program. And a part of that, you know, six week work experience at the end, they put job offers in for candidates, you know, our top candidates, they might want to hire. So not everyone's going to be hired, but um, they, they have definitely got, they're interested in hiring through that talent pool. So that's a good thing. And um, so, yeah, they see the benefits because after, after having work with our candidates for six weeks, you know, they're not even thinking about them being visually impaired. That's gone. You know, that they, they just know they're really, really good at what they do. That's what they know. And that's the point we want to get to, John. I mean, that with most companies and it, it, it doesn't take long to get there. It really doesn't. I mean, it, once that comfort level gets there, they forget the individual's blind. All they see is the talent piece. And that's, that's where we want to get to. Um, and uh, level the playing field. Get that out. That should be a non-issue. Let's focus on the individual. And, and that's, that's what we're here to do. Yeah, that's a great place to get to. And that's a great, great place to strive to get to. And I think you mentioned earlier, we talked about a little bit about technology. You mentioned remote. I think remote's huge too, because mm, you mentioned t- uh, transportation and, and relocations and things. Remote w- works for everybody. And, but there are things with technology where it works for everybody, but it really helps certain types of people and particularly some of the disability communities where I think remote is, it's genius. It is. And it took, oh, listen, it's really no good things that came out of the pandemic. I mean, it's it's horrible and everything, but if you took one little tiny piece of something that came out of it, that's a good thing. It's the fact it's opened up the whole world to remote work where it wasn't before it took a global pandemic to change perceptions on that remote works for everyone it's not just individuals with disabilities it works for everyone in the right situation um and it's really been a game changer john i mean i you know i've seen you know you mentioned if there's a shift it's definitely shifted more so even now because of the remote work possibilities and and as a recruiter for some of these things in years past when we have recruiters say hey it's great. We got a really good job for you, but you've got to move, you know, across the country. This place you may not want to live, but it's a job, and people would do it. But now, if you don't have to do that, it's incredible. And that's not just blindness community; that's every community. I, I love it when technology does those kind of things. The remote thing, yeah. you know, even like when we have weather issues, you know, and, right. and wherever you are, we have severe weather or something. We in in my world where I am, we 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 had some some snow days this year with kids and stuff and so all of a sudden kids are home well we can take our ho- our phones from home plug them in and we can work from home and that's that's the whole company not just the the people that normally work remote or whatever so that that is scalable and i would think people can get more work done it certainly cuts down on the commute i like the 45 second commute time uh, yeah, i mean it has its, it has its disadvantages sometimes but it seems it to me like it has its, its advantages more often and disadvantages. And another example I can cite of that is uh, I like to, uh, I'm in Texas, right? So I like to barbecue. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's um, a device called the Flame Boss and it was designed by somebody who really liked to smoke meat on their cooker. But if you know anything about smoking meat, it takes a long time. It's like a, yes. you know, took a brisket for 12, 15 hours, right? And right. so this guy was like, man, I, I don't want to hang out at my house for 15 hours on a Saturday. When nothing's really happening, I'm just basically making right. sure nothing does goes wrong, right? And right. so he developed this device called the Flame Boss, which would um, give him the temperature of the pit, and if it was getting too high or too low, it could alert him, 
wherever he was on his phone. He had the app. And so that oh, wow. worked out genius for him. And he sold a ton of them. It's flameboss.com. I recommend anybody check them out. But it could be your sponsor. John, they should be. Maybe we should work on that. <laughs> we should work on that. A really good friend of mine, uh, Chris Peltz, who is the proprietor of Blind Grilling, um, mm. which is a podcast you should check out too, is the one that turned me oh, on yeah. to it. But I mean, it's it's genius because for the for me and for people with visual impairment, I mean, we can still stay at home, but yeah. I can I can use an accessible device because the app is they they made a, an effort to make their app accessible. They worked with um, Chris, the blind grilling guy, to make sure everything is accessible, wow. and so we can use it for a reason that they really hadn't thought of. Yeah. But it works for for fully sighted people and for for our community too, and. Um, it's just genius, but I'm going to stick with my post Oak and my Texas style barbecue. <laughs> um, you might have a different, different opinion about that. Yeah, listen, I, I am from North Carolina. So when you mentioned barbecue, you definitely kind of raised my, it got my attention really quick on that one. Um, now there might be some debate between, you know, what you know, Texas has as barbecue, what North Carolina considers barbecue, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's you know, it, it, it's what it is. But now, now, I think your your friend. I think that's an ingenious um, device you created. But you know, one of the benefits we found, you know, most of the guys when I grew up in North Carolina, was, the benefit was to say I have to sit here for yes, fifteen hours. That's, that's true, honey. I've got to be here. Store. I've got to be here. So you're right about that. And so, but, sometimes the app yeah. just stops working. It's kind of the workaround there. Well, I love and what you said about the app is really interesting, John. Because you're right. One thing you find with now, all these things they call, you know, that, that are developed as opposed to help individuals, you know, with disabilities or different things, help everyone, right? So it's like yeah. they develop technology to say, oh, we're and it's something everyone uses. And it turns out to be just, you know, something that that changes everything. Like, um, so I'm actually going to have to look this guy up because there are definitely times I, you know, I, I, I definitely don't think my wife's going to allow me to sit here for 15 hours uh, on our deck. So I would love to be able to do that. It's not going to happen. But uh, so to be able to get that going and uh, check it out, that's that that would be great. But yes, if he has a grilling podcast, I can uh, talk about that all day. But uh, I, I won't I won't sidetrack because, yes, I, I will get distracted when we start talking barbecue. So does it have to be vinegar, though, for you? The, the sauce? It, it does. I'm Eastern Carolina guy. Uh, so North Carolina is very interesting. Yeah, the eastern North Carolina vinegar based, and the western part of North Carolina is is, is uh, mustard based, and so it's a big it's a big debate. I mean, mm, it okay. splits families and households. I didn't realize um, the mustard yeah. part of that. I I knew the vinegar part, huh? Yes, yeah. So what are so you? The western part is like no, I'm you got all vinegar. Okay, it's mostly vinegar. So uh, it, it's finely chopped vinegar based barbecue. Yeah, it is. Uh, it will tear families apart in North Carolina, John. So it's you know you can't have someone marry the mustard. You know, side <laughs> Western Carolina people, the East, you can't. Oh, it's like Romeo and Juliet, huh? Yeah, it is. It's it's crazy, right? <laughs> it's like a state person, North Carolina state person marrying someone who goes to UNC Chapel Hill. It's just can't happen. <laughs> it's, it's not a good thing. Two worlds collide and you got a problem, right? <laughs> worlds are colliding um, with insight, but if, uh, in a good way. We're, we're combining the visually impaired community with uh, companies that want to hire them and finding opportunities to make that happen. So I'm really excited. I think it's been a great chat, uh, Billy. Where is the best place for people to go to get started with Insight? Great question, John. It's just insight.org, and that's N-S-I-T-E dot org. 
And uh, from there, there's uh, descriptions of the training programs and you can email if you want, would like further information. We, we'd love to reach out to you. Tremendous. We'll have that listed uh, in the show notes below for the link for everybody to just look down and scroll down and uh, get get started. Get your next job or, or get get up leveled, get, get moving up, get moving, get jiggy with it and make things happen with Insight. Hey, John, thanks for having me. Uh, it's been great talking to you and thanks for sharing our message. Thanks for spending time with the Ambiguously Blind podcast. Please rate and write a review wherever you subscribe and connect and share with us at ambiguouslyblind.com.